In this episode, I'm joined by Sabrina, hypnotherapist and hypnobirthing practitioner. Sabrina shares her personal experience of changing location from a home birth to a hospital birth, a common theme with induction stories. She talks about the emotions and challenges related to this, as gives us ideas of how to bring some positivity into the new environment. So get as comfy as you can and enjoy. listening to the Positive Induction Podcast, a podcast for those who have chosen to have an induction of labour or for those interested in how they can make induction a more positive experience. I'm your host, Jake Gordon, clinical hypnotherapist, hypnobirthing teacher and positive induction coach. As always, I want to remind you, positive birth means different things to different people. For example, it may be about feeling in control, being respected and informed. It does not mean perfect. My aim here is to bring you tips, inspiration and real life experience. So, let's get started. Today I'm joined by Sabrina. We are going to be talking about when your home birth looks like it's turning to induction, that change in location, which is something that's often a part of an induction. Sabrina is a wonderful hypnotherapist that's been working in the birth world for more than eight years, haven't you? I have, yes. Thank you so much for having me, Jade. Oh, it's great to have you here. And this is definitely a topic that comes up a lot. I know you're going to share a bit with us of your personal experience, but also, of course, your eight years working with other people preparing for birth as well. Yeah, when you think back to that time, what's the biggest thing that you remember that change wow so the biggest thing I think so it was six years ago it was my youngest daughter 2015 and I had been planning to have her at home I had my first two at home I'm a mum of three and so I was very excited about the prospect of having a third home birth but she had other ideas (laughs) as babies often do (laughs) As, as they do, absolutely. She had other ideas. She didn't really want to come out, basically. She just wasn't interested. My water's released and and once your waters start to go, the clock starts to tick, really, yeah. doesn't it? The, the clock starts ticking in terms of the, the risks and how they can start to increase as the time went on. And slowly but surely, it became apparent that I was not going to be having my baby at home because it got to like day two so 24 to 48 hours after my waters had released the midwives at the hospital were saying well actually Sabrina you're gonna have to come in because this is what we advise you need to come into hospital and see how things go but just be aware as well that you we might be considering inducing you as well because we want to obviously keep you safe and keep baby safe and those that was the the kind of conversations that was being had yeah how many weeks were you at that point? I was, she was born two days before her due date. So we was, yeah, so about 40 weeks. Yeah, bang on really. Okay, so it was before. Which is quite, which was quite normal for me in terms of my pregnancies that I'd had so far. One was a few days over and the other one was again a couple of days over. So I, I don't really go to about 40 weeks. <laughs> That's quite nice. Often people ask the question like, oh, 
is it the same? Like each time I, you know, will this pregnancy be the same? And all of them were like, oh, you never know. No. It's, you can't see. But um, that's funny that you were all three yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So it was, so it was a big, it, it was a, there was a certain level of disappointment. Yes. I wasn't going to achieve this, this, this home birth that I was setting my heart on. My, my eldest daughter had created a beautiful space for me. She'd put some oh. lights around and in the room and had us this lovely little uh, chalkboard that said, mum, you're so strong. And all these lovely little things oh, that had, yeah. you know, that my family, cause I, you know, my, I have two other children and my husband, we're all going to be together while we experience this, this third and, and final baby. <laughs> arriving but that wasn't to be and so there was an initial feeling of I guess initial feeling of failure that oh yeah you know that's what why can't my body work in the way that I want it to so I can be at home is a notice you used the word achieve didn't you achieve a home birth and I think we put so much yeah, pressure on ourselves sometimes to achieve this is a pass right this is the good this is the good version when of course like that's not how it works but it's so easy to put that like I remember putting that pressure on myself this is the this is the way I want to do it especially because you'd you've done it twice before that way exactly it's that extra change of like oh you know these last two were here what's different this time exactly exactly so I mean, luckily for me, those thoughts were very, very fleeting because yeah. I did realise, I do, I, I did realise kind of quite quickly after that is that, okay, you know, all births are different. I do know this. <laughs> I do. You have to remember this, Sabrina, that every single birth is different and babies will come in the way that they choose to come and you need to therefore adapt and improvise within that if that's what's necessary. Yeah. But there was a lot of work I had to do internally to really get my mind in the right space of, okay, I'm I'm going to I'm actually gonna be going to hospital. This is this is confirmed. I'm going into hospital to have my baby and induction is on the cards. That is that has been the discussion with my care providers. Yes. Yeah. And I think that grief, almost that loss of home birth is quite, is very normal and understandable. And it's good to acknowledge that, to notice like, oh, I'm feeling that loss. I'm feeling that failure or frustration or whatever it is. And then, yes, to move on that acceptance of, yes, this is true, that I am feeling this loss, but also then now it's time to move forward. And did you feel like you, you reached a point of acceptance with that? Yeah, I think it was when we were getting in the car to actually drive to the hospital. (laughs) That was the moment it was like, okay, you know, my home birth is over with. That's not going to happen. Let's let me now kind of prepare myself for for what's going to be the next part of this adventure, basically, of of going to hospital. And I've never experienced this. So this is all going to be very new to me. And this is going to be and a kind of new terrain for me to to figure out and I've got my husband here with me and we're going to figure it out together it's going to be fine it's going yes. to be fine <laughs> and that mindset shift often when we're going from home birth to hospital birth it's normally a short window where we actually have to kind of have that feeling of loss and that acceptance and that move on like it's quite a short window of time it's not like oh I've got a few weeks to get my head around this it's not it's like okay, let's go, <laughs> which is yeah. a challenge as well. 
Yeah, it is. It is a challenge. And I guess the, the lucky thing for me within that situation was that it wasn't it wasn't as if I'd started at home and then I had to suddenly emergency, you know. Yes, during labour. Transfer in. I did have an element of time to to kind of get my head around that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't loads of time. It was maybe 48 hours or so. Kind of really get my head around the fact that this is this is the new this is the new path. This is how we're going to be doing this now. So I guess I, I, I can actually say I'm grateful that I did have that little that little bit of extra time to, to, to get my get my mind in gear. Yeah. Was it easy for you to make that decision? No, it wasn't. It wasn't easy at all because you know I am I'm I'm, I'm a little bit woo if that's if <laughs> if that's. You know, I kind of I'm into natural natural things, and 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 hospitals for me have never been a place that I've I've kind of been overly comfortable in, and so and that's why I chose to have my children at home. And I remember when I had when I first made that decision, you know, my daughter's sixteen, so sixteen years ago, it wasn't really done that much. And I remember my mum saying, "Sabrina, you know, like, are you sure this is it safe? Is it all of these yes. things." So yeah, the decision to then go into hospital was was really was really hard. It was hard because it because it goes against all of my, you know, I'm not I'm not sick. I'm okay. I'm I'm you know I I, I kind of I know hospitals are places where people are made better, but often yes. they go there because they're not well <laughs> for some reason, and that's always kind of been in how it worked in my mind. That is the strange thing about being in labour. Like we go there to have the support if we need it, in case we need it. But a lot of the time we don't actually need it. We're there just for backup. We're not we're not turning up saying something's wrong with my body, fix it. It's yeah. a strange kind of idea of hospital that we most of us are not used to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm and I've kind of been averse to the medicalization of birth anyway. So kind of yeah. for me, the hospital almost represented a medical intervention that I kind of was was feeling uncomfortable about but also in the back of my mind I'm aware that you know if it's necessary to medically intervene that's that's absolutely fine too because that's what's necessary it's that decision of making like is this necessary so what helps you make that decision what are you juggling there what are you weighing up I'm juggling the fact that I know that my body and my baby know what they're doing and that that I that I trust that yes and then on the other side I'm juggling the fact that the hospital have very clear procedures and policies around particular situations for example if you reach a certain amount of weeks or if your waters have released you know that they have very strong advice in order for them to make sure that they are avoiding any risks because it's obviously very risk averse and so it was trying to juggle up that those two things trusting my body but also trusting what the medical staff are telling me about what yes. I should be doing, should yes. in airports, please, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. And so what else was helpful to you at that time? Did you use any resources? Were you, were you t- discussing it with your partner? Yes. So as a hypnobirthing practitioner, one of the things that I learned, one of the things that, I've, that I teach or have taught other women is a brilliant, a brilliant acronym, uh, which is a framework for being able to have discussions with uh, your care provider. And it's and it's the acronym is BRAINS. And so that's looking at what are the benefits, what are the risks, what are the alternatives, if any, kind of what are my instincts telling me? How do I feel? 
Um, what happens if I do nothing at all as well? And the S is for kind of staying positive and kind of, you know, not being adversarial with with the with the medical care providers, but just letting them know that yeah. we're all on the same page here. We all want the same thing. So using that framework really, really helped us. It helped my husband to ask the right questions and really get an understanding of the care that was being offered to us in those moments. So yeah, that was the, that was the main thing. And then secondary, well not secondary, I guess one of the other things that I that I used was my breathing techniques and taught in order for me to really stay calm because it was it could have been I could have easily kind of got panicked and you know those those reactions and you know the fight flight or freeze where your brain is like oh alarm bells are ringing I really had to overcome that by breathing as deeply as I could and really remaining calm and knowing that if I can breathe and relax then that will help baby to come quicker than if I just tense up and and get worried and and scared so those were the 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 two main things I think that helped that helped me yeah the the brain or brain's acronym is brilliant you did a very good job of um seeing them in the right order every time I see it I spell Brian so that's good I always say to clients like whether you remember brain or Brian doesn't matter (laughs) whichever one works um but yeah when I when I read it out I get the E and the I but yeah all of those things are important so yeah that's that's great like that's knowing that you can ask questions as well like ask what like you say what the benefits are what the risks are and taking that all into account is really important and yeah breathing always coming back to breathing like it's such a simple thing but it makes a massive difference it it? really does it really does and I think that the reason that, that 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 framework helped us so much is because the the team once we arrived at the hospital were very keen to press forward with going down the induction route and kind of just let's just get on with this let's just do this and it was very much the pressure of okay Sabrina look you're you know you're the the hours are ticking by and the minutes are going and we need to just we need to get the baby out kind of thing but it was it was good especially the, the end part the do nothing really sort of saying to them well actually how about if we just wait for half an hour? What would, you know, what would happen then? And really, yeah. they, they, sometimes I could see one of the midwives get a bit exasperated with us because we kept asking all these questions. <laughs> I don't think they were used to, you know, a couple that were just literally wanting to know every tiny thing <laughs> in order to know whether or not it was right for me in that moment because that was the key thing. What's Whatever's going on in my body, I want you to assess me, assess that based on what's happening for me, not just your generic policy or your, you know, your generic advice that you would give just because I've reached a certain amount of of weeks or what have you. It's taking that ownership back of your birth as well, like it being something that you're doing rather than done to you. And I think often with induction, people feel like that's harder to achieve. So it's really nice to hear that you were saying, asking these questions because it is your birth and you're making decisions. You need to have that information. And the more people that do that, the better. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I know you described your beautiful room at home and your daughter helping you make the chalkboard. When you got to, I don't know what it's like where you are, but where we are, the labour ward is the least inspiring place to give birth. It's so standard, like white paint, grey, bed in the middle of the room, maybe a chair. Like it's just, there's no thought or positivity or even a splash of color like paint one wall a different color I don't know it's just very clinical and well of course 
I understand the need to have like clean clinical environments. You can you can do it doesn't take much to make it a bit nicer, does it? No, no there's a lot more effort that can be made, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like? What was the room like, you know, when you arrived? Was were you one of the lucky ones that had like a pool and all of these things? No, unfortunately not. No. I it, it, it is very much like you've described. It was a it was it was a large room with white walls and a big window and a bed and a little kind of a little door to the side that had a toilet and a and oh that's um, fancy (laughs) not everybody gets that (laughs) so bad that that's like an exciting thing for for me i'm like oh you had an ensuite this is like high level (laughs) and i think there were blinds at the window i can't quite remember yeah but i think there was a way to to make the room slightly darker so it wasn't so bright in there and there was a whiteboard I remember really clearly the whiteboard because I used that to write up while I was kind of in between and waiting and while the people while the midwives would go off and get some advice and come back I was using the whiteboard to write up my affirmations so one of the other things that I that I teach and what I learned through hypnobirthing was affirmations and how powerful they can be so I really helped I really used that to help keep me kind of level really I guess and, and help yeah. keep me keep my emotions in check and just to remind myself why I'm here and I am strong and my body can do this like I wrote them all up on this board and put lovely little colours coloured like used the different white balls white ball pens they kind of wrote them up and put bubbles around them and it was a great distraction it was really a way to distract me from the rest of the room <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The medical, yeah. the medical environment as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice. So what advice would you have for someone or what hints and tips would you give people who were in that position just now? Like they've planned their home birth, they have this beautiful room and yeah, there's talk of induction and that emotional those emotional change as well as the logistics what would you say yeah yeah I mean it is it is going to be an emotional roller coaster it is going you are going to feel all sorts of different feelings because of the fact that you don't really have as much control over over it as you as you may want to yes and so I think the advice I would give or the the advice that I gave myself was just to remember that I can only control what I can control within this and everything else I have to just let go of. So the things that I could control was how I was breathing and what I was thinking and, you know, kind of keeping myself hydrated and keeping active. I used the birth ball. There was a birth ball in the room, which was was fab. And I used that to really kind of make sure that I was doing what I could do to help baby come along safely. I think the other thing that helped me was the decision-making process of going through the emotions and then getting to the point of, okay, there's some options I need to consider here now and talking it through with my husband or talking it through with a loved one or just talking it through with your doula, just somebody that can be there to just talk things through with you was something that really helped me in that process, you know, because... You know, something that my husband said to me, I remember he was like, you know, Sabrina, we, we want baby to come here safely and it's okay that we're going to be in the hospital. It's fine. It's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. And it was like, it was good to be reminded in that moment that actually, yeah, it's fine. It is going to be okay. And baby is coming. Yeah. I think it's so easy to get lost in that 
decision making and thinking about where and what we can do and how we can do this and then you actually forget yeah. like, oh you're going to be babysitting like this is the start of yeah it's, exactly. you know this advent i think you used the word adventure yeah exactly. <laughs> um, this, you know it's thinking about that end as well you know we're going to hold baby at some point <laughs> it's coming yeah, we are it's absolutely and i think that 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 when it came to, to talking about the induction and the thoughts and feelings that came up around that especially when you hear sometimes you hear quite negative stories about people that have experienced an induction and so sometimes the elements the elements of that was also playing on my mind yeah and so it was also really important to to kind of remember that inductions can actually still be positive and it doesn't it doesn't have to be a, a bad or you know an experience that that is averse it can be something that can still go well um yeah. so really reminding myself of that as well um nice. you know kind of in the run-up in my pregnancy I was you know I like to read stuff and positive birth stories and you know yeah just to kind of remind myself that it's all okay yeah nice thanks so much for sharing with us it's great to hear what worked for you because I would never have thought of the idea of writing things on a whiteboard or writing even on paper or whatever when we talk about what to pack for induction often people ask what else can I pack so actually some nice colour markers and a pad of paper might be quite fun way to pass the time especially if you're waiting for things to get started and you're thinking oh what can I do to focus on the positive it's quite a nice way to do it but yeah thanks so much for sharing with us you're welcome it was yeah it's good it's I like thinking about that birth because it was so different to all my others yes yes it's great thank you for letting me talk about it today thanks for being here thank you so much again to sabrina here are a couple of points that stood out for me that i want to highlight firstly the taking note of the language you're using around birth and the birth environment it's quite common to use the word achieve And if you're hoping to achieve a home birth and then you move to hospital and that environment changes, you can feel like you've failed. So firstly, taking note, then reflecting on whether there's a reframe here, whether there's a different way you can describe that or speak to yourself or others about that to help bring more acceptance around the change in venue. Secondly, I love that Sabrina shared how much that they ask questions as a family. This is your birth and you only get to do it once. It's good to ask questions. You have a right to know the answers. Finally, as Sabrina mentioned, it's so important to focus on what you can control. Thanks for listening. Head over to the show notes for this episode at positiveinduction.com forward slash episode three where you'll find links to additional resources and, of course, the Positive Induction course, a hypnobirthing course specially created for induction. Thanks again for being here with us today and do get in touch if you have any questions. You can email me, jade, at positiveinduction.com or find me on Instagram at positiveinduction. I hope you have a lovely week.